Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. People who have their confidence in Jesus, so if you have your confidence in Jesus before I even preach the word, open up your mouth and let him know. God, I praise you. Come on. Give Jesus a praise. Here's the question. Is there anybody here today who has your confidence in the Lord? If your confidence is in the Lord, one, two, three, make a little noise in the house right now. Stand for the reading of God's word. I believe I have a download from heaven. If you're ready for that, shout, I'm ready. First Samuel 17, verse 40, you by live stream, honored to have you today. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from a brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, with spear, and with javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, <laughs> the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, somebody say this day. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you, and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assemblies shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands my, that's shouting stuff, isn't it? So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. 
Oh, anybody feel that in your bones today? That battle took place in a valley, and that valley became a valley of victory. It looked like a valley of attack. It looked like a valley of defeat, but God transitioned that into a valley of victory. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but somebody has been in a valley, but God is about to change your valley of attack into your valley of victory. I declare that over my church. I declare it over your family. I declare it over my nation. I declare it over my state. If you're ready for God to change your valley of a fight into a valley of a victory, open up your mouth and give God a mighty praise right now slip up your hands father release in this house anointing help us to be led by you we thank you God that you are on our side and we give you all the glory and all the people that love the Lord open your mouth and give him praise right now come on amen amen before you sit down tell two or three people around you today is my day today is my day tell them I'm getting a word today during this time of praying and fasting and giving, I rise to tell you that I have heard from heaven. Very often at this time, I'm preaching messages that are pushing us toward giving, but I have now learned it in all these years that I've been in ministry that when the Lord says shift, you just shift. So the Lord spoke to me to bring you a word from heaven about valleys of victory. The reality is that many of us have been in a fist fight with the enemy. There are people here throughout 2020 and even rolling into 2021, you've had to ball up your fist and fight the devil. But I've got news for you. God is on your side, and he's going to change your valley of a fight and a struggle into a valley of victory. If you believe that, come on and give God a mighty praise. I believe it with all my heart. I want to talk to you today about one of the most famous giant killers in all of history. In fact, the most famous giant killer was a young man named David. And the battle that he fought and won was fought and won in the, in the valley. Now, the first thing I want to show you from our text, Precious, is this. The greatest battles take place in the valley. The valley represents difficult seasons. The valley represents times when we are fighting, when we are wrestling, when we are contending. And the reality is this has been a valley season. We have had a valley year. It seems like we have been fighting and contending and dealing and wrestling and warring in the valley. Who am I talking to? Who would admit that 2020 going into 2021, it seems like we have been fighting in the valley. But I wanted you to understand that the valley is where the fight is. The Bible says that the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And the valley was where the battle was fought. Now, anybody with military knowledge understands that the greatest battles in history have taken place in the valley. I want you to picture the scene in your mind. There is a great array of soldiers. There's a valley and two mountains. Each army is camped on the mountain and the valley was between them. The valley was where the battle was to be fought. And people with great destiny, people with great 
purpose understand that sometimes you have to get in the valley in order to win and contend. People with great purpose and destiny are people who refuse to play it safe because sometimes you know I got to get in the valley if I'm going to know victory. It is the valley that separates the champions from the chumps. It is the valley that separates the winners from the wannabes. And without a doubt for many, especially me, I can speak for myself, we've been in a time as a nation, we've been in a time as a people, we've been in a time as a church, we've been in a time and a season of valley warfare. And I want to talk to you today about victory in the valley. I want to talk to you about the geography and the typography and the background of this valley that David and the and the Israelites and the Philistines engaged in warfare because the valley was where the victory was secured. The valley is where the battle was fought. Now, it was the Philistines, the Bible said, that gathered against the Israelites. It was the Philistines, the Bible says, that gathered against them in the region, watch this, that belonged to Judah. Now, if you take the word Philistine, the Lord showed me, he said, look behind this thing because there's a whole lot more going on than you think there is. He said, I want you to look at the word Philistine. The word Philistine actually means stranger. And the root word for stranger is strange. So what had been going on was the strange had invaded the region belonging to Judah. Now, it doesn't take a Bible theologian to know that the word Judah means praise. And isn't it amazing now that strange invaded the region that was called praise. It was strange that came against praise. It was the Philistines that came against Judah. And this has been without a doubt the strangest season that I have ever personally lived through. I'm 56 years old. In two weeks, I'm going to be 57. Hallelujah. And I can honestly tell you that in all of my years, I've never lived through a year and a season like this. This has been without a doubt a strange year. And strange has tried to invade our nation. Strange has tried to invade the church. Strange has invite, tried to invade family. Strange has tried to invade our lives and cause us to lose vision and focus. Strange came against Israel in the region called prayer and brought a giant. But I've come to tell you today, even if you've been dealing with strange attacks and strange situations and strange circumstances, as you move into sacred season, don't let the strangeness of what you've been through stop you from giving God glory in 2021. The enemy wants these strange seasons to terrify you and to silence you, but the Bible says that strange came into the region belonging to praise. It was the Philistines, strange, that came into the region belonging to Judah. Here's what I need to tell you. I want you to look at your neighbor and just say, hey neighbor, say, hey neighbor, say you're in the region belonging to praise. Yes, yes, this area belongs to praise. You're in 
the region belonging to praise. I don't know about the row three uh, rows behind me. I don't know about the people across the church. I don't know about the folks in the balcony. I don't know about the folks up front. But tell your neighbor, this is the region that belongs to praise. I declare that this church belongs to praise. I, I declare that this house belongs to praise. That we are here to magnify the name of the Lord. And I'm not going to let the attack of the enemy rob me of my praise. What the enemy wants to do is use this strange season to overawe you. He wants you to be so overawed by what you're seeing that you shut your mouth in giving God praise. But tell your neighbor again, say, this region belongs to praise. Yeah, yeah, this area right here belongs to praise. You may wish that you would have sat somewhere else before this service is over. You, you may wish that you would have sat on the other side of the church because by the time this service is over, you're going to know that this is the region that belongs to praise. Is there anybody here? Your area belongs to praise. Your life belongs to praise. Your church belongs to praise. I, I'm not preaching yet. I'm trying to teach, but I just came here to tell somebody that the devil thinks we're going to be quiet and the devil thinks that we're going to be silent, but there is a generation that's about to rise up who knows that this region belongs to praise. And if God inhabits praise, then this region belongs to the Lord. Are there any regional praisers in this house? Open up your mouth and give God praise if you're a regional praiser. Mm. So this valley was the place of David's battle. And this valley that we've been in is the place of our battle. It's the place of our proving. And the valley is what separates the men from the boys. It's the valley that, that you find out that here I've got to fight and here I've got to contend. See, there are no options when you get in the valley. When you finally arrive in the valley, you know that's where the fight is going to take place. And in Bible days, when a warrior went to the, to the valley, their choices were very narrow indeed. It was either fight or die. Because if they ran, they still died because they got it in the back. And if hell thinks just because we've been in the valley that we're about to quit or we're about to surrender, if he thinks that I'm going to stop fighting for revival, if the devil thinks that I'm going to stop fighting for racial healing and restoration and outpouring because of what we've been through in this last season, the devil is sadly mistaken. I have come to throw my shoulders back and say, devil, I'm in the valley. And if you want to fight, let's get about it, about it. But we will see revival in the last days if you're hungry to see God move in a fresh way just open your mouth and give him praise right now give him praise right now this valley that David was in was a very famous valley in fact I've been there many many times it was the place where you fight or die in the valley there are no options you either fight or you die and when you find yourself contending with giants when you find yourself in a strange season the enemy wants you to give up but I've made up in my mind dying is not an option so I'm going to fight I'm going to fight until God awakens an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like I've never seen in my life. I'm going to fight until he pours his glory out and unites the church. I'm going to mess some of y'all up. Many of us think that God cares only about America, but can I tell you this? God loves Iran, Iraq, Israel, Japan. He loves the world just as much as he loves America. 
See, it's already quiet in here because you thought you were special and you are. But the reality is this, for God so loved the world. He loves the whole wide world. And let me tell you, God is more concerned about the church than he is about America. Y'all don't shout me down now. Because when it's all said and done, America can't heal the church, but the church can heal America. I'll say it again. I say America can't heal the church, but the church can heal America. That's why in the last days, he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Is there anybody here that can say, God, if you're going to send revival, send it here and send it now. If we're in the valley, let's fight. If you're going to fight with me for a move of God, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. Tell your neighbor, fight or die. Fight or die. See, when you're in the valley, that is where your greatest battles take place. Who's been in the valley in this season? Wave at me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to give an altar call for those who didn't wave. I said, who's been in some valley seasons? Wave at me. Almost everybody. See, just beyond your battle is your breakthrough. Just beyond your battle is your breakthrough. When you get that bad doctor's report, when you deal with problems and persecution, when you deal with depression that tries to consume you and anxiety that tries to overtake you, when you serve those divorce papers, when your kids do crazy things, when you feel overcome by what's going on in our nation and around the world and even among God's people, when you feel like quitting, when you feel like giving up because of perplexing issues, that's when you fight or die. And the and the enemy is counting on a limp-wristed, sissified, scaredy-cat church that will be afraid in this day. But there is a remnant rising that is ready to respond to the devil and say, devil, you won't have my children, you won't have my family, you won't have my city, you won't have revival, but I rise up to tell you I will not give up. I'm ready to fight. Where are the people in 2021 that are ready to get militant-minded? in ministry you say pastor it hasn't always been easy who would admit that you've had to fight before okay I'm asking over here I said who would admit over here and over here and in the balcony who would admit that you've had to fight before you hear you're just like me you'd say it hadn't always been easy everything hasn't always gone my way I've been in the valley before but I'm still alive I faced giants before, but I'm still alive. I fought before, but I'm still alive. And see, the truth of the matter is, if we're going to be in the valley and the devil wants to fight, here's what I got to say, devil, put them up. I got to say, if you want to get bowed it, bowed it, devil, let's get bowed it, bowed it. Devil, if you want to fight, I'm ready to fight. I'm not running. I'm not scared. I'm not crying. I'm not trembling. But I'm standing up because a leader's got to lead, and a shepherd's got a shepherd, and a man of God's got to get a word in his mouth and say, this is the way walkie therein. So I've come to tell the church, church, we're not going down. We're going up. Hallelujah. We're not giving up. We're not giving out. We are going to fight, and revival's coming to rest. Red, yellow, black, and white. It's coming from Alabama to Alaska. Come on, somebody. We're going to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You're a fighter. Come on now. You've been through battles before, and you made it. Wave at me if you made it. Mm -hmm. you've, been in, you've been in skirmishes and fights before, and you made it. 
this is not your first fight. And the truth is, all you got to do is look at what God has already done. And it would tell you if God did this, he can certainly do that. If God made a way here, oh Jesus, he can certainly make a way there. If God saved one child, he can save the other one. If God provided for me before, he can provide for me again. Oh, uh, listen to this. If God can pour revival out at Azusa Street, he can pour it out at 29. He can pour it out right here at 1687 West Granada Boulevard. I need somebody who believes that if God saw you through before, he'll see you through again. Come on and give the Lord a praise in here. We got to have a, a never say die mentality. Here's why, because you're a giant killer. Uh, just get your neighbor by the hand and say, hey neighbor, I want you to take my hand. Tell him, come on. Say, I want you to take my hand. Say, because I want you to know what a giant killer feels like. Come on, this is what a giant killer feels like. You're holding the hand of a giant killer. Now, watch this. David said, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. David said, I may get in the valley, I may have to fight, but in Psalms 118, he said, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Now, my mom has had some struggles. She's in a place now take care of her but a while back she had fallen several times and she fell and got a brain bleed and because of that brain bleed it affected her ability to be able to conversate for a while and she lost uh, her cognizance and she was just unable to really process things and finally after many weeks actually a couple months she started coming around so I went up to see her and she's laying in the bed and she starts talking to me she said son I like to die I said yes you did mom she said I almost didn't make it I said that's right mom and all of a sudden she's talking to me she takes a deep breath she doesn't have her teeth in come on y'all she's just laying there in the bed and she like she is on a stage in New York like she is performing come on like she's in the church singing a special she opens up her mouth and she goes I shall live and not die. And she looked at me and chewed, you know. And she said it again. She said, I shall live and not die. She sang to the whole place. And you know what? That was about four years ago, and she's still alive. I come to let the devil know I might be in the valley, but I shall live and not die. If that's you, open up your mouth and give God a praise. God doesn't lead you in the valley for you to die. Now watch this. The God that sent the guy that was sent into the valley was named David. And when you define the name David, David's name means beloved of the father. So he's the eighth son of Jesse. And obviously Jesse loved him or he wouldn't have named him loved of the father. Obviously Jesse cared greatly for him. But don't miss this. Who was it that sent David into the battle? It was Jesse. 
It was the father who sent him into battle. Never be surprised when the father who loves you sends you into battle. See, we want to blame everybody else for the battle. I'm in a battle, it's the devil's fault. I'm in a battle and the enemy is attacking me. I'm in a battle, the enemy is scheming against me. We often want to blame every valley on the devil. But there are times when the Father will send us into the valley because he knows the valley is where the victory is. Some of you have been in a valley season and the devil wants to make you think that the enemy has pushed you into the valley. But the Lord has allowed you to get in that valley because when you come out of that valley, you're coming out with victory. Does anybody believe that there's victory in the valley? Come on and give God praise if you believe there's victory in the valley. But watch this. The father loved him, but still sent him into the valley. The father loved him, but still gave him an assignment that he probably didn't want in the natural. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand on your chest and declare this. Declare, I am greatly loved by the father. Yeah, I am greatly loved by the father. I am greatly loved by the father. That means if he sends me into the valley, I believe that everything is going to be all right because I am greatly loved by the father. Now, let's go a little bit deeper. It is David, who is greatly loved by the Father, beloved of the Father, who is sent into the valley by Jesse. Now, when you define the name Jesse, here's where it gets so powerful to me. Jesse's name means to return and to possess. So David had to believe, number one, he's sending me to the valley and he loves me. He's on my side. My father loves me, but he's still allowing me to go into the valley. But my daddy's name is Jesse and his name means return and possess so that means I may go into the valley but I'm going to return I may go into the valley but I'm coming back see some of you have been pitching a tent in the valley you've been trying to camp and stay and build a house in the valley you've been trying to camp in your depression you've been trying to camp in your fear you've been trying to camp in your doubt you've been trying to camp in your depression and your anxiety and you get up every day and you say what's next the enemy has got you so convinced that the valley is your destiny, that that's where you're going to stay. But I came to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you that you are coming out of the valley. We will not live in the valley forever. There is a mountaintop experience. Breakthrough is coming. Okay, I got 12 people who believe it. Tell somebody around you, breakthrough is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell wouldn't be fighting you so hard if breakthrough was not coming. The enemy would not be perplexing us so greatly if breakthrough was not coming. The enemy would not be attacking our nation the way that he is if breakthrough was not coming. The enemy would not be attacking the church the way he's been attacking the church if breakthrough was not coming. I come to tell you breakthrough it's coming we're coming out of this I, oh, is there anybody who believes we're coming out of this let's go deeper his name means to return and to possess so that means not only am I coming out of the valley I'm not coming out empty handed y'all don't make me come get you I said, that means when I come out of this valley, 
I'm not coming out empty-handed. That means when this season is over, I'm not going to be broke, busted, disgusted, beat down, toe up from the flow up, beat up from the feet up, and messed up from the chest up. But I've come to let the devil know. I've come to let the valley know. I've come to let the giants know that when I come out of this, I'm not leaving empty-handed. I'm coming out with revival. I'm coming out with restoration. Some of you going to walk out with your children saved and sanctified and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to come out with a new job. Some of you are going to come out with a new anointing. If you're ready to possess something after this fight, give God a praise. We will not come out of this valley empty-handed. Listen, I hadn't been through 2020, been through the mess I've been through to come out of this empty-handed. But baby, I'm going to preach like I've never preached before. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. I'm going to worship like I've never worshiped before. I'm going to give like I never give before. The devil's going to rule the day that he ever came against us because the remnant is rising and we're going to have revival. Open up your mouth and give God a mighty praise. All right. Number two, people find courage in the valley. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Now, now don't miss that. He said, give me a man. Now, this joker, Goliath is nine feet, nine inches tall. Weighed probably around 425 pounds. The head of his spear weighed 25 pounds. And he said, give me a man. And all the single ladies said, amen. Come on, somebody. He said, give me a man. And the truth is, I want to talk to the men for a moment. We need men that will rise up and fight. Something happens when a man starts praying. I'm not discounting what women accomplish and what women do, but there's something that happens when a baritone voice says, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I take authority over you and you will not have my son, you will not have my daughter. Come on. I'm ready to see some men get radical. I'm ready to see some men get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm ready to see some men that know how to bind the devil and say, devil, you won't have my son, you won't have my daughter, you won't have my nation. Give God praise that some men are rising up. Some of you girls say, man, I, 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 I just want to get me a man so I can take care of him. Let me tell you something. If you, if you got a man you got to take care of, you don't have a man, you got a boy. Oh, I need to get back on my notes because the real truth is a real man will take care of you. If you got a man, you got to take care of him. You ain't got a man. You got a boy. And you don't need a boy, girl. You need a man. A real man will bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan. Can I get a witness? A real man will go to work. A real man will pray. A real man will worship God. The problem is we, come on somebody, we got these ripped jean, weak need men that don't know how to do anything with buns on the back of their head and I ain't jogging you out. Do whatever you want. I wear ripped jeans, but let me tell you something. What we need is some men who know how to get bowed and bowed and say, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. God, give the kingdom men that will rise up. I don't know why I went there. That was free. 
Giant killers have courage. Men have courage. Women have courage. David, although he was small, although the major part of his life was pimples, peach fuzz, and puberty. Come on, somebody. David spoke up and said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, Goliath. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. I'm talking about a teenage boy. I'm talking about 13, 14 years old. Now, here's the amazing thing is that the king, Saul, even let him go because the Bible says that Saul was head and shoulders taller than any man in Israel. So Saul himself was probably close to seven feet tall, but he wasn't going to fight Goliath because his mama didn't raise no dummy. Come on, y'all. So when David said, I'll fight, Saul allowed him to go, and it was winner take all, bear in mind. If the Philistines would have won, the Jews would have had to become their servants. And if, 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 the, if the Jews won, the Philistines had to become the servants of the Jews. So you put everything on the back of this teenage boy. But David said, I'll go fight him. And if you look at the word fight in the Hebrew, it means to engage in battle. It means to make war. But watch this, go a little further. It means to use as food. It means to devour. David said, listen, let me go there. I will eat that joker up. I will eat him like a chicken wing when the fast is over. Come on, somebody. I will eat him up. I will take care of him and the truck that he rode in on. I will take care of him. See, what we've got to do is find a church now that knows how to say, devil, whatever you come against me with, I will eat you up. Any giant in the desert and in the valley, I will eat you up. Is there anybody who says, I'm ready, pastor. I'm ready to eat up the plan of the enemy and I'm ready to see victory in my life hallelujah mm. now check this out David said I'll take him on I'll deal with him even though the, the warriors of Israel were paralyzed in fear David refused to be held by self-imposed limitations he refused not to believe that his God was able he, he, he said listen I, 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 all I need to do remind myself of what I've already done. I've already killed a lion and I've already killed a bear. So let me just remind myself of what I've already been through. I, I, I dare somebody right now just stop and remind yourself of what God has already done in your life and give him praise that if he's done it before, he can do it again. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. So you can just sit there if you want to. But this is the region belonging to praise. This is the area belonging to Judah. And Judah people don't just sit there. Judah people don't look around to see what everybody else is doing. If he's already given you victory before and you believe he can give you victory again, why don't you stop and take a 20-second praise break right now? If you believe he's brought revival before and he can bring revival again, give him praise right now. If you believe this church, this building can 
even contain what God will do in 2021, open up your mouth and give him praise for healing the land. See, what we need now is a David and Caleb spirit. We need a David and Caleb mentality. David fought Goliath. Caleb said we can possess the land. The Bible said in Numbers 13, 30, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take position or possession for we are well able to overcome. We are well able to overcome it. I believe today that you need to know that we are well able to overcome the attack of the enemy. God would not let us get in this fight if we were not destined to win it. God would not let us get in this season if we were not destined to win it. And I want to tell you that God is going to raise up a church that's going to heal the land. I need to tell somebody it may not look like it and personally you may not feel like it, but God's church is well able to defeat the giants that want to hold back revival. Listen to me, Pastor and Evangelist Nathan Morris is here today. He is hungry for revival. He lives his life for revival. And I know that he knows that God can take a city and shake a city and pour his spirit out in such a way that it shakes a nation. I don't know about you, but I want to see God do something in this day that's not confined just to Ormond Beach. I'm ready to see God do something that will shake the nation. If you're ready, open up your mouth and give God a mighty praise God's church is able I said God's church is able I said God's church is able 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 God hell is upset right now because he wants us to wave the white flag but I've come to tell you no 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 devil God's church is able there is power in the name of Jesus you say, Pastor, haven't you been watching the news? Pastor, you need to watch the news. No, you need to quit watching the news. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Come on. Haven't you been watching the news? No, I'm purposefully turning it off right now in this season because I don't want the news to be my barometer. I want the book to be my barometer. I want the Bible to tell me what's about to happen. Oh, God's church is well able. Hallelujah. Well, you say, well, pastor, don't you see what's happening? Don't you see how big the problems are? Let me tell you what David did. David did not have a deflated view of the giant. He had an inflated view of his God. Is that right? So when you realize who you serve and that God's on your side, then the sky is the limit. Third thing I want to show you is this. In the valley, we discover that the battle is the Lord's. The battle's not ours. The battle is the Lord's, and here's the good news. He is on our side. The Bible said, then all the assemblies shall know that the Lord does not save with sword or spear, let me make you mad. Our politics, our agendas, or the hand of man, are threatening. For the battle is the Lord's. And David said he will give you 
into our hands. Devil, I want you to know the Lord is going to give you and every work of darkness into our hands as we trust in the name of Jesus. God is mighty. We're not fighting by ourselves. Mighty is our God, and he's going to give the enemy into our hands. The Bible literally means that he will give. In the Hebrew, it means he will grant. He will permit. He will bestow. He will stretch out. He will extend. God is going to turn this valley into a valley of victory. If you believe it, open up your mouth and give God a mighty praise. Who am I talking to today? God's going to take this valley and turn it into a valley of victory. God's going to take this season and he's going to get a remnant church that will rise up and say, Lord, bring us revival. Bring us awakening. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your glory. I don't know about you, but I've had all the bad news that I can handle. I'm ready to rise up and say, God, you're on my side. This battle is not mine. Revival, 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 revival. Revival, 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 revival. Stop right now and give God a shout for revival. Give God a shout for revival. Come here, blow that horn. If you're ready for revival, when he blows this horn, one time, I'm just hitting just one time. Whatever you're expecting God to do. If a 57-year-old man can run all over this place like he's 25 and shout revival, how many of you are ready to get serious with me? Christian? Do you want revival in the youth ministry? John, do you want revival on this stage? Do you want revival in this house? After he blows this horn, I want you to give God a praise because tell your neighbor, say neighbor, this is the announcement. Revival. Jump on your feet. 
and I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to dance. Are you ready? I said I want you to dance. Somebody shout revival. Come on. for just a moment. My, my phone, my people must be watching because it keeps coming up on my screen. Revival, revival, revival. I'm trying to preach, but it's just coming on my screen. Revival, 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 revival. When you get home, let your update be revival, revival, revival. Post it on your Facebook, revival, revival, revival. So David, David came. I've been in this valley many, many times. I have five stones that I took from the very brook that David took his from. Been there many times. You can see the typography, the geography of it all. You can see the mountain here and the mountain here and the valley in the middle. David fought between these two mountains the one mountain that one army was on was named Shaka, and the other was Azika. Shaka means bound up. Azika means broken up. So David fights when all around him all he sees 
is bound up and broken up. Have you ever had times, can I talk to real people, not religious folk? They left when you started dancing. Can I talk to real people who's had times in your life when you know you're anointed, but all around you, all you see is bound up and broken up. It's like, I look over here and I see broken up. I look over here and I see bound up. I see trouble everywhere I turn. But he goes into the valley of Elah. And if you define the totality and origin of the word Elah, Elah means this, the valley where the strong man eats. The valley where the strong man eats. Huh. The valley where the strong man eats. I've come to tell you that you're in a valley, but you are not weak. You are strong. You're about to eat healing. You're about to eat breakthrough. You're about to eat restoration. You're, we, we, come on. Our church is about to eat revival. Can I get a witness? Uh, between bound up and broken up, a strong church must arise and feast on revival, healing, deliverance. This is not a valley of defeat. This is the region belonging to Judah. And this will become a valley of victory. I haven't been here 23 years to give the devil an inch not a centimeter I serve hell notice this is the region that belongs to Judah Now the Lord spoke to me and he said there is a coming awakening. Last night, the Lord said there's 10 truths concerning the coming awakening and then we're gonna see what the Lord does. And I wanna share them with you. If you can stand, stand. This will take me about 90 seconds. Number one, in this awakening, here's what's going to happen. Altars are going to become more important than stages. The Lord said, you've made it all about the stage. He said, the stage won't produce this awakening. The altar will. Number two, our reputation in heaven will become more important to us than our reputation on earth. I said, our reputation in heaven will become more important to us than our reputation on earth. We will die to man-pleasing. Number three, radical devotion to Jesus will arise and God will gain glory for his name alone. Number four, 
imposters with hidden agendas will be exposed and anything and anyone that tries to rival God's glory in this coming awakening will be cut off. Come on and give God praise if you believe that this is happening. It's happening now. Churches will begin to care more about their birthright than their brand. They'll care more about how they sound than how they look. Come on, somebody. Number five, number six, we will stop giving God our agendas and we will offer up to him our very lives. Number seven, we will lament over what this season has cost us. We will cry out to God in our brokenness and he will hear us. If you're ready for heaven to hear us, open up your mouth and give God glory right now. Hear us, oh Lord. Hear us, oh Lord. Hear us, oh Lord. Hear us, oh Lord. We lament over what this season has cost us. We repent over the division in the church. Number eight, everything that does not give glory to God will be removed and every idol of self-popularity will come down. Idols of politics, idols of agendas, idols of self-exaltation, they will come down. Every idol that we have raised above the name of Jesus, it shall fall. God's bringing his church back to the name. Number nine, using ministry to gain status and following of people for, the, for one's own agenda will cease because Jesus will not have it. Number 10, listen closely. We will no longer think that we can impress heaven or earth with anything we build, say, sing, or do, all will be unashamedly and unapologetically for the glory of God. If that's what you're after, come on, give God praise. God said, I'm disturbing. You think, you think this is an attack of the enemy. God said, I'm disturbing your people who've drifted. God said, I'm disturbing my church because my church drifted. God said, I'm shaking my church because it is the church that heals the nation. It is not the nation that heals the church. We've drifted. The church in America has drifted. Come on, somebody. We've let the enemy divide us. But Jesus is about to do a new thing. If you're ready for Jesus to do a new thing, slip up your hands right now. I speak Jesus over you. I speak Jesus over your family. I speak Jesus over your marriage. I speak Jesus over your children. I speak Jesus over your health. I speak Jesus over Ormond Beach. I speak Jesus over Calvary. I speak Jesus to everybody's home. I speak Jesus over teenagers. I speak Jesus over your marriage. I speak Jesus over your future. I speak Jesus over 
over you. I speak Jesus over Florida. I speak Jesus over Halifax. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. I declare Jesus. Jesus. Revival. Revival. It's centered on Jesus. I speak Jesus. I declare revival. Nathan, everywhere you go, revival. Not just a few good meetings, but revival. Revival. An awakening. Jesus. 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 Healing in your body. Healing in your body. Healing in your body. The assault is not about where you are. The assault is about where you're going. Revival. 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 If you're ready for Jesus, lift up your hands. Sing, John. Lift up your hands and sing. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.